0: Welcome to the Rabbi Greenberg Show, the podcast that brings Jewish knowledge to you. Welcome to our weekly Torah Insight and Story. This week, this Shabbos is a very special one. Every Shabbos is special, of course, but it coincides with another event, the 10th day of the month of Shvat. And that is the Yahrzeit, the passing, the anniversary of the passing of the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak Schneerson, of sainted memory. Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak Schneerson was the father-in-law of our Rebbe and the sixth in the dynasty of Chabad leaders. And he passed away in the year 1950. On this day, the 10th day of Shvat, This takes us back 74 years. The same day that he passed away, God does not leave the Jewish people without a leader. His son-in-law, our Rebbe, became the Rebbe, although he didn't formally accept leadership for another year. A year later, at the gathering of the Fabringen to observe the yard of his father in law, that's when he officially accepted the mantle of leadership. And the rest, of course, is history. So I want to share something on the week's, this week's Parsha, Parsha's bow, that's connected to the previous Rebbe and our Rebbe as well. When the Jewish people left Egypt the the Torah describes it at the end of this week's Parsha it says it was the end of 430 years on that very day that all the legions of God the army of God civil Hashem went out of the land of Egypt the Jewish people are referred to as God's army What is the function of an army? An army is there to fight battles. And in doing so, the soldiers are prepared to give their lives, risk their lives in order to acquire, to reach the state of victory over the adversary. So the Jewish people are referred to as the soldiers, God's soldiers. I just want to mention parenthetically that the Rebbe started an organization for children, children's club kind of thing, but much more than that, and he called it Tzivus Hashem, the Armies of God. Very soon after that, the evil Hezbollah movement also established itself in Syria, Lebanon, and The word Hezbollah also means, in Arabic, the army of God. And hasidim believed that the Rebbe, by establishing the Tzibos Hashem, promoting greater devotion to the study of Torah of my children, devoting greater emphasis on the observance of all the commandments, of all the mitzvahs, that was what weakened the power of the enemy And that we should know that if we want to weaken our enemy who usurps the name armies of God, because they're not God's army, they are those who are fighting against God and against God's people, but if we want to weaken them and take away their ability to siphon off energy from the real Tzibbiz Hashem, we have to focus on the education of children in particular, but also the child within all of us, we are all Tibus Hashem, we are all the armies of God. And by emphasizing our role as soldiers who are willing to go to the extremes in doing what's right, even at personal cost, even when there entails self-sacrifice, we are prepared to do that. The connection to the previous Rebbe is that the previous Rebbe for every occasion, major holiday, or Hasidic date, yardside of a, of one of his predecessors, of his mother, his grandmother, would issue a Hasidic discourse that he had written. Some of these discourses were written years earlier, but were published in honor of a certain occasion. So he published a discourse to be studied by the Hasidim on the tenth day of the month of Shvat which was the yard side of his grandmother and that is the day that he passed away And Hasidim soon that this was given specifically as like a last will and testament then encapsulates the whole focus of the previous Rebbe and in this discourse he talks about what is the mission of a Jew the mission of the Jew is to bring God from a concealed state to a revealed state. To take the foolishness, the folly that permeates the world, society, all the nonsense that makes up most of what people's lives revolve around, and to turn it into a positive type of folly, meaning going beyond logic and rationality, going beyond the dictates of our minds to do what's right. And in order to accomplish that, we are given special powers because to win the war, this is the war against those who stand in the way of bringing God into this world, whether it's the external enemy like we have today or it's the internal enemy, the animal tendencies that human beings have. We have to fight that And we are all, therefore, inducted into the army of Hashem. And we are given special power. Because the power and the desire for victory is a very powerful force in a human being. Sometimes for the purpose of winning an argument, winning a contest, whatever it is, we'll do unconventional things. And that is the power that God gives us, a whole treasure of resources that enables us to win the battle. And that every one of us has to realize that he or she is a member of Tzibbis Hashem. That's the way we're described when we left Egypt. If we want to get out of Egypt, which is a metaphor for getting out of exile in general, as I discussed last night in another class, that the Hebrew word for Egypt is Mitzrayim, which translates as straits, confinement, like you're in a prison, any form of exile, What even if you're living in the freest country in the world, but if you're in a spiritual exile, you're like in a prison. And in order to break out of that prison, we have to beat Tzibbush Hashem. We have to recognize that we are all soldiers. We are all draftees into God's army, given, given tremendous power and resources to be able to overcome the, d- the difficulties and to bring light into the world to generate a light that is unprecedented a light that has never been here before much more than ever before and that will be the light of Mashiach. The story that I want to tell about the previous Rebbe um, one story that has a personal side to it my father, a blessed memory, was a student, was a Chabad follower as a student but there was no Chabad Yeshiva, no Chabad school in America when my father was in need of a school. He studied in a non-Chabad school called Torah Vedas. He was the best student there, I'm, I was told, by one of his colleagues who was later on a ma- major Jewish leader. and But he really wanted to study in a Chabad school to be close to the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, who lived in Poland in a suburb of Warsaw, Otwotzk. So my father, together with five other students, uh, traveled to Poland in July or August 1939, just weeks before the outbreak of the Second World War. He was there just a few weeks with, with the Rebbe, and when the war broke out, my father said he saw the first bombs falling, the American consulate a few hours before that, said, no, don't worry, there's not going to be a war. And, of course, the war broke out, and my father had to flee. But before he fled with his colleagues, the previous rebbe wanted to speak to them, and the previous rebbe told my father the following and the other students, every bullet has an address. You are not the address. He guaranteed them that nothing would happen to them. Well, you see how this blessing really came to fruition because as they were traveling from Warsaw to get to Latvia, Riga, Latvia, they were on a train and at the middle of the trip, the train had to stop because there was a German plane over them shooting at the train and that would have killed everyone on the train. And miraculously, a Polish plane This might have been the only time in World War II where this happened. I'm I'm saying that half in jest, but I'm sure it was not a common occurrence. The Polish plane, before I, I talk about the Polish plane, there was a Jewish soldier, Polish soldier, who was Jewish, who was on the train. He took his gun, his rifle, and he climbed up on top of the train to shoot at the German plane, and he was shot and killed. And then a Polish plane arrived and engaged the German plane in a dogfight, and the Polish plane shot down the German plane, and the train was not, was not bombed and was not harmed. It was able to continue on its way to Riga, and that is the, th- the way through which my father escaped the war that was going on, raging on in, in Poland. That's a story that I heard from my father many times of how the previous Rebbe told him and the other students, you are not the target. The bullets won't harm you. Only a rebbe, a tzaddik, can make that promise to a person. There was another story I want to share. When the previous rebbe was a teenager, he was his father's personal aide. When his father needed something to be done regarding fighting anti-Semitism in Russia, dealing with the government, he would send his son. And it's interesting that he would sometimes send his son with one of the older Hasidim, who was known for his wisdom and his brilliance and his piety. And the Rebbe told this Chasid, Listen to whatever my son says. The son was a teen a teenager or maybe in his twenties, and this old, older Chasid was a seasoned scholar and someone who had a tremendous amount of experience. Yet the Rebbe's previous Rebbe's father put more trust in his son than in, in the in this other person who was a really distinguished individual. So, and anyhow, one of the missions that the, his father sent him on was the interior minister of Russia, of Tsarist Russia, who also became the prime minister of Russia, was a man by the name of Stulifin. He was a rabid anti-Semite. And the previous rebbe was sent to do something to annul a decree that was being was being discussed and ready to be signed that would harm the Jewish people. I'm not sure what exactly the harm was. It was going would probably unleash pogroms, force Jews out of certain areas of Russia. It would be a disaster, a disastrous thing for, for Jews. And the Rebbe Rashab, the previous Rebbe's father is known as Rashab. It's an acronym for his name, Rabbi Sholem Bear, sends his son to get rid of that decree. Now, it's a whole long story how he got a p- pass to, for the interior ministry from a mentor of Stilifin, someone who Stilifin studied under, who no longer liked Stilifin. He felt that he veered away from doing what was right, for, to, just to acquire power. So he gave the previous Rebbe, ingratiated himself to this mentor, and he gave him a pass that he had to let him enter into the interior ministry. And here's the incredible scenario. The previous Rebbe is dressed like a Hasid. He had a beard. He had payus. He he was dressed in a kaftan. Uh, certainly didn't look like a uh, Russian official. And he comes to the interior ministry, which was patrolled by Kazakhs with their swords and with their guns. And it was like the most bizarre thing. These rabid anti-Semites looking at this Hasid, ready to cut off his head. And he shows him the past, and they're just... They tremble, anyone who had that past must must have a lot of influence, and he goes into the building and he doesn't know where to go he kn- he knows he has to go to the office of Stlliphon, but he doesn't know where that office is, so he's wandering around the halls and then he sees someone walking out of a room. The person didn't see him, and sure enough, he goes over to that room and it was Stalipphon's office and he goes to the inside the office he goes to the desk and he sees two piles, one pile of of directives that had to be de- had to be determined wh- whether to pass them, to go with them or not. And the other was things that were already done, either canceled or already executed. And he went through the first pile and he found this decree written up and it was wait- awaiting Stiliffin's signature. So he took it and he, I think he wrote out it, canceled or something and he put it in the other pile and he snuck out in time and he got back to his father. Imagine if Stiliphon would have caught him in the act. He would have been killed on the spot. He certainly, maybe even put on trial for the whole world to see the treachery of the Jews. This was a miracle, but the miracle came through his Mesirah Snefesh, through his self-sacrifice, that he was willing to sacrifice his life as a young man to fulfill his father's directive to him to get rid of that decree, and he succeeded. And that is the... Hallmark of someone who's in an army who's willing to risk his life for victory over evil for victory over the forces that are trying to reverse the progress of the world where God's presence is made fully manifested, which is what will happen when Mashiach comes imminently.